welcome to the NBAV Podcast. Welcome back to NBAV and the NBA Avenue Podcast. Last night was February 1st. We had four games of basketball, starting with the Pacers going to Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks. The Knicks had won eight games in a row coming into that game, but the Pacers have Tyrese Halliburton back, and they have a tough team, a team that tries hard and gives it their all every single night, a team that also added Pascal Siakam pretty recently. So a lot looking up for the Pacers in this game. The Knicks, they are dealing with some injury. They're playing without OG Ananobi, who has been a massive part of this nine-game, now nine-game, but prior it was eight-game win streak before the game. And the Knicks have a tough battle back and forth with the Pacers. It was a phenomenal game. It was a game that moved. It wasn't a game that was overly bogged down by refing. There weren't too many foul calls. Both teams were allowed to be physical with the other. And it was a game where Jalen Brunson came up so enormously huge in the biggest moments. Now, going down the stretch, Tyrese Halliburton wasn't on the court for the Pacers. And that really, really hurt them. That was what they were missing in this game on the Indiana side. They needed Halliburton at the end of the game. He's the closer for them. But most importantly, he's the guy who can add in something more than what the other guys were giving. He could add in the three-point shot at the end of a game. Buddy Heald wasn't, wasn't hitting his shot today, and he's really that guy. He's the guy they rely on for three-pointers. But without Tyrese in the lineup, there was something missing, whereas the Knicks had that extra little thing. Yeah, the Knicks were missing something on the defensive end with, uh, with OG not playing, but the Knicks had Jalen Brunson, who hit big three-pointers, and the Knicks had Miles McBride, who hit a couple of big three-pointers in the fourth quarter. And that was something the Pacers didn't have on their side. At the end of the game, you had a rough sequence where the Knicks gave up the lead, where Jalen Brunson got poked in the eye inadvertently by Nemhard. He went down, enters Aaron Neesmith, picks up the ball from Brunson's hands while he's grabbing at his, while he's, uh, you know, covering his face, and he just dunks the ball. Knicks lose the lead. But Brunson comes back, gets a three-point play. Knicks end up icing the game. Phenomenal, phenomenal victory for the shorthanded Knicks beating the Pacers. And, you know, this team is just playing such, such incredible defense, even without their star defensive player. Thibodeau's proven to do an enormous job with this team, and Jalen Brunson going to the foul line at the end of the game, getting the MVP chance. And as I was thinking about it today, it may have seemed like the classic. Player has an amazing game, scores over 40 points. When he goes to the foul line at the end of the game, his fans are expected to be chanting MVP. That's what fans do. We love chanting MVP when our guy goes to the foul line at the end of a great game. But sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, the Knicks are currently in third in the East. They got over the hurdle of the 76ers, and they're currently in front of the Cavaliers as well. 
They're behind the Bucks, but only by a half game. The Bucks are 32 and 16. The Knicks are 32 and 17. There's only a half game separating those two teams. If the New York Knicks can end off the season as the number two seed in the East with Jalen Brunson as their best player, there's going to be some buzz for Jalen Brunson to be the MVP. I'd have to look around the league and try to determine who else would, would you know be in the running to take that away. But, you know, Boston has such, a, such an array of talent on their team that it would be hard to give the MVP to any one player. I know Tatum is their premier talent, but they also have Jalen Brown and Drew Holiday, and Chris Tapps Porzingis has been having a great year for them. And they have Al Horford, and they have more players coming off the bench. Tatum's not going to win the MVP. And if the Knicks finish ahead of Milwaukee, can you in good conscience give an MVP to Giannis over Jalen Brunson when, when the Knicks with a worse team did better than the Bucks, who have a better roster? Far more talented roster? A one-two punch with Giannis and Lillard that the Knicks can't really compare to? You would have to give it to Brunson over Giannis. If the Knicks finish ahead of Cleveland, you'd have to give it to Brunson and say, no matter how well Donovan Mitchell plays, you'd have to give it to Brunson. Joel Embiid looks like he's going to miss far too many games to be considered the back-to-back MVP. Tyrese Halliburton's missed way too many games for the Pacers. Jimmy Butler doesn't bring it enough in the regular season to win it. That basically does it for the Eastern Conference. So, it, may, it might sound crazy, and I think I'm on the, the forefront. I don't think anyone else has really brought up the topic at this point of Jalen Brunson seriously winning the league MVP. But it's a discussion. And in the Western Conference, you have the Timberwolves, who are... Still at one, but you know they've had they've had some rough patches. I don't think you can quite look at them and say that Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Towns has had an MVP season. And the guy who's really the, the the real threat, the real threat to win it, probably the favorite at this point would be Shea Gilgis Alexander from the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have a good team, of a young team, but they're not an amazing team, and they have the second best record in the Western Conference. If you compared the Knicks to the Thunder, you could say that the Knicks have a better team than the Thunder. But Shea Gilgis-Alexander is just so incredible that he, he elevates them to the same level. And he so consistently scores 30 points in games that it would be hard to take it away from him. So I would say for the MVP right now, it's probably Shea Gilgis-Alexander at one, Jalen Brunson at two, Maybe Kawhi Leonard? Maybe Kawhi Leonard in the mix? I don't know. I, I would have to see how many games he's played and how many games he's missed. Uh, I guess Kawhi Leonard and then uh, Nikola Jokic would also be in the running. But after those guys, I don't think I don't think De'Aaron Fox is in the MVP discussion. 
The team's only 27 and 19. They're currently sitting at the five seed in the West. You're not going to give it to Durant or Booker sitting in the sixth seed in the West. There's a short list right now. It's not going to go to Luka sitting at 26 and 22. It's not going to go to LeBron with them being outside the playoff, uh, you know, outside the top eight seeds right now. It's not going to be Curry with the team four games under 500. So you have to look at the short list, and the short list has Shea Gilgis Alexander as the clubhouse favorite, Jalen Brunson, Nikola Jokic, and perhaps Kawhi Leonard. And those are really, it's a short list of four guys. I would have to hear what other people had to say to know, is am I leaving someone out? But Jalen Brunson's going to be in there. In a bit of a weird topsy-turvy year, John Morant is, is, is gone. Curry and LeBron are gone from, from winning this award based on their records. Doesn't seem like the Suns or the Mavericks have enough or the Kings to where you can consider a player from their team. You're not going to take someone from Boston, and you're not going to take someone from Minnesota. Joel Embiid is going to be out of the running with a couple more missed games. And this, in, in a wild turn of events, I mean, if it's not Shea Gilgis-Alexander, it might be Jalen Brunson. That was just something that came to me while the, the fans were chanting MVP last night. And they, they did a camera shot of Obi Toppin on the bench for the Pacers. You know, Obi Toppin obviously played for the Knicks and then uh, ended up getting traded to the Pacers about a year ago. And he just had this smile on his face as the Madison Square Garden fans were chanting for Jalen Brunson, MVP. And I just wanted to know, what was he smiling about? Was he smiling that, like, wow, this guy deserves it? This is, you know, amazing. He's playing so well. I can't believe he's being considered for the MVP in sort of a complimentary way. Or was he laughing and smiling in more of a, come on, guys. Uh, it's it's just Madison Square Garden fans just cheering for their guy. But he doesn't. he's not really the MVP, obviously. He's not an MVP player. I would love to know which one Obi Toppin was thinking there. And you'd have to think that Obi Toppin, looking at the Knicks... There's got to be a little jealousy in there, considering that this is the the Knicks are playing the way you would imagine a player like Obi Toppin would want to be on that team. Because you have a player like, well, you have Isaiah Hartenstein, who's done it all year, and then you have Precious Achua, who came in with just a tremendous, tremendous game. Rebounding the ball 16 times and scoring 12 points. Playing 43 minutes. So yeah, maybe his stats per minute won't be that incredible, but getting the 16 rebounds and the 12 points and, and doing some of that damage in the fourth quarter, complementing Isaiah Hartenstein's 19 rebounds and 12 points in 35 minutes, those guys, Hartenstein and Ochua, were breaking the back of the Pacers, with their rebounding off of foul shot misses, 
getting offensive rebounds and putting it back up and scoring, those were back-breaking plays. Hartenstein and Ochua impacting the Knicks in the way that they are is, is unreal. Absolutely unreal. To look back at the trade now, where the Knicks send R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly over to Toronto in exchange for O.G. Ananobi and Precious Achua, it almost lo it looks like a fleecing at this point. I know it's young. I know that the, the there hasn't been that much time, but I mean the Knicks have gone on a tremendous nine-game win streak. And when OG's on the court, he's playing out of his mind with this team. And with the injury bug biting the Knicks, Precious Ochua has brought something to this team that you couldn't have imagined. In your wildest dreams, you couldn't have thought that he would play this well. The Knicks stay absolutely, incredibly hot with their ninth victory in a row. We move on to the Lakers beating the Celtics in an absolute stunning, stunning victory. An upset for the ages with the Lakers playing without LeBron and playing without Anthony Davis, waltzing into Boston Garden, these two eternal rivals. And the Celtics somehow allow Austin Reeves to gouge them for 32 points. A great deal of that consisting on three-pointers and deep three-pointers. And then D'Angelo Russell complimenting him with 16. A surprising 16 points from Jackson Hayes and 15 points from Rui Hachimura. And it's just hard to believe this. If I was Boston, and I was playing the Lakers, and I knew up front that LeBron and Anthony Davis are not going to be playing in this game, I would immediately say, okay, very simple. We need to take Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell out of the game. Or maybe I would say we need to take D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves out of the game, whichever order. Those are the one and two. And then I would look at the rest of the roster and I would say, the only other guy I think who could really hurt me here is Rui. He has the capability of getting hot. That was it. Those were the three guys. How did Boston not come into the game plan with that and just let Reeves destroy them for the upset of the ages? You have to... Stop Austin Reeves, Whether where, no matter where he's shooting the ball from. I don't care if he's shooting from the logo. I don't care if he's shooting it from half court. Put two hands up in his face. Don't let him get off a clean shot because that is their only chance to win. How can you not come into the game with the plan of just absolutely taking him out of the ballgame. I know it's tough on Darvin Ham 
to be the coach of a LeBron team. And, you know, he deserves some credit for winning this game. I can't give him that much credit because I really think most of the blame needs to go on the Boston side. Most of the blame needs to go against Joe Missoula, but really even against all the players on Boston for losing that one. Because you would have to, you would have to think they knew how the Lakers were going to try to get all their buckets last night. Who else could have hurt them? Is Torian Prince going to score 40? Is Jared Vanderbilt going to score 30? That's it. That's the roster. The Lakers started with the exception of Russell and Reeves and Hachimura. They started a G League team out there last night. And they beat Boston 114-105 in Boston Garden, a place where Boston does not lose. The Cavaliers stay incredibly hot as well, handling business down in Memphis, 108-101. Memphis kept it close. They were frisky. But Cleveland had a little bit more. And the 76ers woke up. I asked for Tobias Harris to step up. I asked for Tyrese Maxey to step up because they had to stop the bleeding. They couldn't lose a fifth straight game. For their team to remain confident, for their team to remain in it, they needed to end the bleeding. And they did that. It was a tough game. It was a close game. The Jazz haven't been playing extremely well. Their hot streak has come and gone, but the Sixers did what they had to do. And they got a timely three-pointer from Maxie at the end of the game, and they got a, an even more timely three-pointer from Patrick Beverly right at the end of the game. And that's what put them over the top. Big victory for the Sixers, and they're going to need a little bit more of that, but just to start, they had to end the bleeding. They had to get a win up on the board in the absence of Joel Embiid. Coming up tonight, on a Friday night where it seems like there's always a jam-packed slate of games, we have the Heat, who finally won after losing seven straight. They're going to go to Washington and face the Wizards, where they should be able to get their, their first back-to-back -back victory in who knows how long. The Clippers are going to face Detroit, in Detroit, in a virtually guaranteed victory for the Clippers. The Kings are going to go down to Indiana, and they're going to face the Pacers. They played recently. Kings recently played the Pacers. And let's see, what was the final score the last time the Kings faced off against the Pacers? I don't have it at the top of my head, but should be a good matchup. I believe the Kings won the last one. I believe the Kings won the last one against the Pacers. No, the Pacers actually won that game. It was a 126-121 victory for the Pacers. And it was a game that the Pacers won without Tyrese Halliburton. 
So we'd like to see the Kings come back and want a little bit of revenge. Halliburton should be there for this one. He's been on a bit of the minutes restriction, but he should be coming back to almost full strength. So we should get the, the Pacers versus the Kings. Great matchup. Indiana will be the home team going back-to-back. Coming off the tough loss to the Knicks last night, going straight up against the Pacers in what should be a good one. You have the Suns going to Atlanta to battle the Hawks. Suns have been playing better. They had a win streak, lost a couple. Now they've won a couple. Still sitting at sixth in the West, trying to move things up. You have the Magic going to Minnesota. This should be a good one. The Magic always bring it. They've brought it every game this year. And Minnesota struggles down the stretch. Let's see if Paolo Bencaro can elevate his Magic team and their uh, lackluster play from the guard position and if they can somehow continue to pull off magical victories against the Timberwolves and stay in the playoff race in the East. The Hornets are going to go face off against Oklahoma City in OKC. OKC just beat the Denver Nuggets in their last one. Jokic wasn't playing, but they were able to hold off Jamal Murray at the end of the game, and they should be able to beat the Hornets again tonight and get back-to-back victories again. Stay right in contention there at top of the West. You have the Pelicans going to go face off against the Spurs. Pelicans have won a couple, and they should get another win tonight in San Antonio. You have the Warriors going up against the Grizzlies. Warriors won their last one. <clears throat> Warriors won their last one against the shorthanded Sixers. And they should be able to beat the Grizzlies again tonight. You can't lose this game if you're, if you're the Warriors. There's a bit of a rivalry between Golden State and Memphis, but the rivalry was really between players who aren't going to be on the court tonight with Bain and with John Morant and with uh, a certain someone who got traded from Memphis who uh, is now with Houston. No longer a member of the Grizzlies, so the Warriors should handle business tonight. They got to. They got to. If they want to be in the playoff race, they've got to handle business against Memphis tonight. And then you have the Raptors going against the Rockets in a game that not too many people will care about. And you have the Trailblazers going to Denver to take on the NBA champs in a game that the Nuggets should be able to handle. There you have it. Those are your 2, 4, 6, 8, 10 games of hoops coming up tonight. We have a couple of gimmies, and then we have the good ones, which are Kings Pacers, Suns Hawks, Magic Timberwolves, and those are really the big ones. Suns Hawks, Kings Pacers, Magic Timberwolves. Those are going to be your good games for tonight. The other ones are a little more lopsided, but you never know. It's the NBA, and uh, we had a game last night where the Lakers beat uh, Boston without LeBron and Anthony Davis in Boston, so you never know what's going to happen. You can follow the show at NBAV, so that's N-B-A-V-E, on Facebook or Twitter. And you can email the show at NBAvenue, that's N-B-A-V-E-N-U-E. It also spells N-B-A venue, if you spell out the words. So NBAvenue at Yahoo.com. Send us your questions and comments. Follow us. Uh, subscribe and give us five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We are NBAV, your source for a great time every time. And until next time, we are out.